Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Booyah! Welcome to the Investories Podcast. I'm your host, John Hooper, and with me is not Kyle. Kyle is on vacation, well-earned vacation uh, this week. Hey, Kyle. Hope you're having a great time. And uh, so you just got me, unfortunately, but that's fine. We've got a great episode ahead. Uh, we're talking to uh, Patrick Legenzoff. Patrick is the sober investor, and his story is incredible. Um, we touch upon so much uh, sobriety, 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 which I struggle with. Uh, we talk a lot around um, mindset and kind of conquering your demons and, and figuring out your goals and where you want to be in life. And then we talk a lot about um, arbitrage as well. Uh, so that kind of angle that we haven't ever discussed before, uh, specifically around uh, sober and supported living. So it's, it's a really interesting kind of deep dive into, into those kind of elements. Um, if you uh, if you're new to our podcast, if you found us by accident, uh, we're on uh, Instagram, uh, Investories Pod, and uh, hit us up, say hi, um, interact with us, say, give us a few likes and a thumbs up. Uh, we'd really enjoy that. Uh, same on uh, on YouTube, and there'll be a link in the show notes. If you could go in and, and watch a video and enjoy a video and, and give us a good review, that would be super helpful. And the same with the with the podcast, if you could. Uh, give us a five-star review and uh say hey keep going guys we like the content that would be awesome too um anyway um without further ado here's the interview and here's patrick welcome to investories patrick Legensoff. hey patrick hey how it's going john man good how are you today oh i'm i'm blessed man uh just a busy day, but it's all been blessings and good things. So, so far, so good. So busy far, in a so good, good way, I'm, I'm hoping. Absolutely. We're going to get on to that. We're going to get on to all of that. So, uh, Patrick, you're the um, the sober investor. So, um, there's, you know, that's going to give a lot of people certain thought process connotations, kind of a niche you into it, a pocket. And um, it's something I've, I've kind of read about and, and not really um, been exposed to in terms of... Um, predominantly investing in in sober housing and that that journey that so we really want to dig into that and understand kind of how well i guess how that works but also why you're in that space and, and a kind of journey to that absolutely man uh it's a great thing i can get uh, if you get me rambling i'll just keep going so that's what we like um, we like the I, stories I the, we like the stories uh, i go by the uh, I go by the sober investor because I'm sober myself and I invest, but I also invest my time in people trying to get sober. And of course, I invest in uh, sober livings and uh, different housings and a whole bunch of fun stuff. So so we usually ask people um, what, what was their jump into investment? What what kind of was the spark or the, the piece of education or the nugget advice of, of advice that got them kind of rolling? Taking that a step back, in terms of that journey to, to sobriety, sobriety um, and, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a world that I've never had, fortunately never had to kind of brave through either myself or, or friends. Um, I've been quite lucky in, in that regard and, and that kind of addictive kind of space. 
what what did that look like if you if you don't mind diving into that for us uh, I mean, I grew up uh, in a bad part of here in Arizona. Uh, my mom was uh, had an addiction. Um, I started at an early age, age 11, into some harder stuff and uh, did that whole, I, I kept going. I didn't get sober until I was 23. In that time frame, I, I was a high school dropout. I was homeless. Um, I... Got I in that time frame I received three drug felonies, um, and uh, it was a journey to get there. And finally, I was done. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And um, my mom finally uh, was sober at the time, and she introduced me to this world. I wasn't ready for, it, but I did meet some people where she worked, and uh, she did run one of the largest sober livings at the time in Phoenix. And she went over the numbers and the overhead, and it got the my my wheels spinning and. Um, finally, one of those people that reached out to me where she worked, um, that's who I reached out when I was ready uh, to get sober. And I did the whole thing where you uh, rehab, sober living, three quarter houses, and um, finally, yeah, I just kept going on in the journey of life, learning how to live life. Yeah, learning, <clears throat> learning, I guess, that kind of that life away from i guess you know there's a few things there right there's a network that you have when you're addicted and you have that kind of that network and that space that you kind of live in so breaking free from that what was the thing that that's that was the snap what was the catalyst to say yeah i don't want to be this be like this anymore uh well the drug that i was doing it makes you very paranoid um, I thought everybody was after me. Everybody was out to get me. Um, I had no friends. Uh, I was homeless living on the street. All I had was a backpack. And um, I just came to the conclusion like, man, this is not life. That something has to be better than this. And um, I reached out, man. It, it was just, I was done. <laughs> yeah. And and I guess then it feels like the universe then provided you with the, the kind of exit route, which is, is kind of... Um kind of a sweet uh sweet kind of route out and how long have you been sober uh in june it will be 10 years congratulations that's incredible thank it's, you um, thank you yeah that's a hell of a feat i think to to see it from the outside and to see people you know in that space and then pull themselves away from it and and have that determination to make it stick that's pretty pretty powerful stuff and I guess that then transfers the other way to, um, you know, building your knowledge, becoming an investor, being kind of obsessed with, um, you know, building, I think, you know, building businesses for sure, but also then building that kind of value to the community. Um, can you can you talk me through how that kind of process went in terms of like learning real estate, but then also like figuring out that mission? I mean, just with my past, I mean, you have to be clever to get money to do things and you hustle, um, you learn sales, I'm, I'm selling drugs, selling this, selling that. And uh, I was using it all for negative reasons. And when I got sober, the person who helped me get sober um, pretty much said, you have all of this hustle and all of this, why don't you use it for something good? Um, my first year sober, I started a vaping company. Um, the vaping company did uh, relatively well. In its uh, first year, I did like six figures, but then it just became a uh, a race to the bottom, and it was no longer it was no longer fun. When my mom introduced the sober livings to me, 
um, I was really interested and I knew I wanted to get into real estate. Um, but at the time I was working five different jobs, running companies and doing all of these things. And um, I was making good money. I was doing really well. So it took me a while. Um, I got sober in 2013. And then um, in, uh, I got my real estate license in 2020, but it was really hard to even get there. Um, in 2019, I made a decision instead of putting work before my family, um, I decided to put God, AA, my family, friends, and then work. Uh, 2019 was my worst year financially. Um, between my wife and I, we made about $30,000. Um, and I had a lot of time on my hands. And so I started studying uh, to be a real estate agent. Um, before I started that process, I looked on Google and uh, seen if a felon can get his uh, real estate license. And everything I read said, probably can. And then I spent the money, took the test, passed the test. And then I looked one more time and it said, you might not be able to. So I started the process of getting my record set aside here in Arizona. You can't get expunged. You can get set aside. Um, that took some time. And, um, I had a crazy experience of the people that I met with God working in my life during that time, uh, to get me to where I am at right now. And uh, eventually, um, I was able to get my real estate license. So talk us through that educational piece. Is there, is there specific books or courses or kind of um, people that you tapped into? Um, so at this time, uh, my mindset is still not right. Um, I still got hustle, but I'm still waking up whenever, no schedule, no nothing. And... Um, that crazy story. So I was still bartending at like mansions and parties while I was waiting to get my license. And one day I went to a party. I, I and uh, at this party um, there was a cornhole game. It had like a roof. It looked like a house. And I looked the company up, and it was Stunning Homes Realty. And the owner of that was Steve. And so that that was my contact. I started talking to him, saying, "Hey, you're in real estate." I told him that I already had my real estate license and um, he was like, well, you hit the jackpot. Every large investor company agent is going to be here tonight. And at that party, I didn't know how to talk the talk, but Jamil Damji was there. Pace Morby was there. Uh, Steve Trank, was his 40th birthday. Zach Keeps, uh, Templeton Walker. Um, all of these people are here. I'm getting business cards and... I had done my YouTube university hearing about uh, wholesaling, astro flipping. I thought it was a complete joke and a, a gimmick, but listening to the conversations at this party, it was mind blowing. Like I just flipped an eight unit for a million dollars. I just flipped this. And these guys were genuine talking to each other. And I was like, I have to be a part of this. Um, at the end of that party, Steve Train gave me his number. Um, to come in and to hang my license with his brokerage. And again, uh, the record hadn't been set aside. The record three days later got set aside. I met with him, hung my license with him. Um, he was a uh, wholesaling uh, business coach. Uh, I hung my license with him. And his goal is to make 100 millionaires. Um, again, I wasn't ready for it. Um, and 
he knew that. So he did a wholesaling course. I didn't have the money at the time. I borrowed money to go to this course because I wanted to be a part of whatever he was doing. It was $5,000 that I borrowed against a credit card and from a family member. And I did, it was like a fire hose. I'd never made a cold call in my life. And, but I took that information. I started sending out text blasts and I was still working at my restaurant job. And um, I thought I found a deal. Uh, somebody on this team said, reach out to this guy. I reached out to this guy. He said he would take a look at it. And mind you, this whole time, I'm looking for sober livings, calling uh, for rent by owners, calling Zillow's, doing all these things, trying my hardest to get a sober living uh, to rent to let me do this business. And everybody is telling me, uh, no, no, no. Um, that guy who I sent a deal to, an hour later, I'm at my restaurant job. This guy walks in, doesn't uh, bouquet of roses. And I'm like, why does he look familiar? It was the guy who I sent the deal to. Um, and he sat in somebody else's section. I paid that server to wait on that gentleman. Uh, that gentleman now is uh, one of my best friends. He is a mentor. And I probably have uh, 30 of his 30 of his houses um, and I've bought 10 houses from him personally. And that's just how God works in my life and being persistent and speaking stuff into existence and um, the laws of attraction, the more you talk about it, the more it comes to you. So with, with deciding kind of on, on sober living as a strategy, was that kind of always the plan? Was it the service and kind of, you know, you achieve what you achieve with your sobriety, uh, sobriety, which I can't say that word. I'm really struggling with it. Was it, um, was it then wanting to be in service and, and wanting to help other people? Is it that simple? Um, I had been sober six years at this point. Once I got my real estate license, it was always a point to help people. And I had been uh, there my first sober living I went to, I was fresh out of rehab, no job, no experience, no nothing, no money. And somebody gave me an opportunity on a promise to pay and gave me a bed in hopes that I'd get a job and pay him back. And I am so thankful for that opportunity because it got me to where I am now. And the reason I wanted to become a real estate agent, I didn't want to have to depend on anybody to tell me what a good deal was, what a good area was. And uh, I knew I was going to be buying homes eventually and saving that 3% would definitely help. So I wanted my own knowledge and not have to depend on anybody. On anybody. No, I really like that. And um, if, if you wouldn't mind, I think what would be interesting is, is kind of contrasting, um, obviously, you know, being in, in, the, in the space of addiction and then moving into kind of what you do now. Is that, Do you see kind of similar traits, but in a positive light kind of, applied to real estate is there kind of a you know really getting in depth with things or is that kind of uh, too broad um it might be a little bit too broad but i see the glimmer in some of these guys eyes that i'm helping um again they came from the streets they had a hustle they have ambitions they just don't know which direction to point it or which way to go they need some guidance uh when you're in aa um you're it's it's i can plug in the two, but AA teaches you the same thing that business books, all of these business books that you read, it is freely giving away, not expecting anything in return. So when you get to AA, you sponsor people and I sponsor guys and they see where I'm at. They want what I have, but again, it's mindset, getting everything under control and going, uh, pushing them in the right direction. 
I really like that. And I think, you know, obviously I've only seen like media and, and TV and AA kind of on podcasts discussed and stuff. So I, I don't have the inside track. But what I do see is that selfless kind of nature of people that just want to help people. There's no financial gain. There's no, um, you know, there's no social climbing or anything it's just to try and help someone and i think that's quite pure i think like that in real estate you go to a real estate meetup and talk to people and people genuinely want to contribute and help you they want to raise everyone up in the room um and and make them the best version of themselves um it was a breath of fresh air man coming from uh the vaping industry where it was just cutthroat nobody wanted to help anybody it was it was horrible and then you walk into a real estate meetup and all of these people want to see you succeed and i'm like oh my gosh i've missed this my entire life this is amazing it's a cool tribe yeah i, I like that literally a breath of fresh air compared to vaping right ha <laughs> Thank you for listening to part one of this uh, amazing interview. Uh, please reach out investoriespodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or investoriespod on Instagram. Uh, I think also the same on, on TikTok. Reach out, connect. Uh, we're always happy to hear from you, happy to get questions, and we'd love to get you on the show if you want to come on and discuss uh, any questions you have or anything you're thinking about or any tactics or strategies. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Tuesday Techers, where we're going to dive into the kind of techniques and the strategies and that side of things. So uh, looking forward to connecting with you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Investories Podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories Podcast.